But no, as much as I'd like to blame Suggs just for random stuff, I guess. I, no, I don't think it was his fault. I think that team underachieved in a lot of games this season, period. And that's somebody who had Lamar Jackson on her fantasy football team. Can I get a moment of silence for that, please? Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Welcome to the latest edition of What Did I Miss? My name's Michelle. We've got Paige. We've got Gabe. Hey, raise your hand if you're not going through COVID right now. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Look at this fun start to a week. Gabe, uh, welcome to the crap club. It's um, it's it's annoying more than anything, but I'm currently on day six, still testing positive and Right now, my only symptoms left are I'm exhausted and I feel like I've been hit by a truck. But other than that, I'd like to go and start my life again. Yep. Uh, nobody needs to hear me complain about anything in my life. We're fine over here and ready to talk f- about football. I, I know. That's the only I good hope. thing about when you're stuck inside and you can't go anywhere is there is no excuse. There is basically television and sleep. And so television yesterday was Awesome. And I know we mocked the whole billing of this final week of the regular season as the season finale because we're like, what? There's still, I don't even care anymore the semantics of it all. Yesterday literally had everything. Um, You mentioned it, Paige. We had clowns. We had Mm -hmm. a lion's win, which, what? That wasn't supposed to happen. We had everyone, and myself included, rooting for something I never thought I'd root for in a tie. Uh, it was it was exciting and thrilling, and it ended with the best game of the entire day. I couldn't think of a better way to end the regular season than what we had last night. Al Michaels just sounded shocked. All I could think about was Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. It's the one city in the league where you can actually go get a really good late dinner, and they were stuck there until <laughs> like forever. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, last night's uh, Raiders-Chargers game was about as exciting as a football game can be. It's a bummer that one team had to lose and is no longer in the playoffs, and now we're stuck with Ben Roethlisberger instead of Justin Herbert. And that's my biggest complaint about Sunday. Am I wrong? No, because one team did not have to lose. I know! The whole point was they didn't (laughs) have to lose, and the Raiders broke the whole prisoner's dilemma deal that had been going on all day. All day. you know, we were all celebrating the fact that they were going to tie and the stupid Steelers were going to be out. It was going to be perfect. Perfect because they all tried to win in, in in the actual game and overtime was all the time they had to just kneel yeah. on it. And they couldn't right. even do that correctly. Why? Why does Derek Carr have to try to win? What's his problem? What is your I problem? I just wanted to see them tie because I wanted to see like the celebration of both teams or like what that, yes. like, do you celebrate that? Because yes. you're in the playoffs, but it's also like kind of lame. No, you celebrate I wanted to see it. You celebrate it because the argument is then you have the Steelers on the other side of the country just sitting and waiting. And now they get to go to the playoffs. So that's not celebratory at all. You're just waiting around for somebody else to fail. The other thing about it was everyone was like, oh, my God. I know there were all the jokes about we're just going to watch teams kneel for two hours, which I would have done. But it wasn't just that. It was that you gave us a hell of an entertaining game. All of a sudden, it's 29 22 and you're like is this happening then it's 29 all and you're thinking my god not only did we get a hell of an entertaining game but we still might get this dream scenario of a tie and then Derek Carr ruined it for everybody and now I don't get to watch Justin look I don't have I did not have a dog in the race by any stretch but Justin Herbert is so fun to watch 
Like oh. how many fourth down situations does one kid need for me to not, I'm just sitting here in isolation. <laughs> like <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I I'm bummed and I'm bummed that Roethlisberger gets another shot at this thing. Although it's just, you're prolonging the inevitable. You're not going to go do anything in these playoffs. So we just have to sit through a crap game now. Great. Anyways, I'm bummed about that. <laughs> That's my biggest bummer of the Monday. As a as a new Chargers fan, um, I fear for the Raiders because I think they just made a lifelong enemy out of Justin Herbert, and that oh. guy ob- obviously can kill you if he wants. That was an <laughs> unreal performance from him. Like, who is this guy? You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of when I first started to watch Patrick Mahomes. Because I, I was like, I don't really care about anything else happening, but I just feel like when he's in the game, anything could happen. And that's how I feel about Justin Herbert now. I also feel like, how much money would you need to stand in front of a, of a Herbert pass to catch it between the numbers? I well, think it'd I be think, like I think the catch it part is where I, I, like, I don't trust myself. <laughs> or at least I'm to try like, to catch but, it. <laughs> yeah. Um... That thing's coming know. in about 900 miles per hour. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I'm just, not getting in. I'm not getting in front of that. Josh Allen, even I would prefer try to take one off of him than Herbert. When Herbert wants to sling it, he has the strongest arm in the game. So we're going to be without silly. the Chargers in the postseason. But here's the reason I think the Raiders did sort of. Everyone was rooting for them to tie at the end. But the reason that I think they didn't, besides just football players are trained to win, right? Is, you're competitive. Yeah. Now they avoid the Chiefs, though. So there, yes. there actually was a reason when it was like, oh, you're in either way. What's the big deal? Like, no, now they don't have to go to Arrowhead to start the playoffs, which means they might actually win a game in the playoffs. They were not going to win in Kansas City. That's fine. I know. I'm just selfishly, I think, as people who are going to be watching these games, I think we would have just preferred the more exciting. I, I would rather watch the Raiders and the, and the Chargers all day than the Steelers ever. And I like Mike Tomlin, but that's about it. So, Gabe, then do you think the the timeout wasn't really, like, the call that it was billed as? He was just getting his defense right to make sure they didn't do what they did, which is run for the extra yards and get (laughs) into an easier field goal situation. I don't think that – I think all the conspiracies – God knows this show loves a good conspiracy theory. I don't think there are any in this case. I don't think they talked about whether they should tie or not. And I think they both wanted to win as evidenced by the entire effing game. They were clearly trying to win. So I think at the very end, who called timeout when? It's all irrelevant. I think the refs had a rough night. I feel like I that was a lot of challenges and calls and reviews that went back, which I was like, God bless. How many of these are you guys going to have? Like, this is not a good look. But all of that being said, um, it was the most perfectly scripted way to end the regular season. And I'm appreciative and I'm glad I saw it. And it all leads into today which is Black Monday, and we are taping the show. It is 10.51 Central Time right now, and how many firings have we had so far? Three? Four? Four? Four or five? Yeah, yeah, if you count yesterday with Fangio, I think we're up to four today, and, and yep. yet one that's still hanging on. <laughs> still hanging on. <laughs> Who are you waiting on, Gabe? Shiv Roy himself. <laughs> Joe Judge, while we record this, is still employed to be a football coach. Somehow. I've got got my Schefter notifications on, so we'll see. We'll see if that works, first of all. Yeah, look, I always feel a little... um, Everyone knows I'm as mean as the next person, but it always does feel a little weird to me when people sort of 
take joy in like a Black Monday situation because we're just sitting here waiting for a man to be fired somewhere in the world. It's it's a bizarre feeling. But yeah, so Denver, Chicago, Vikings. I think the one that everyone is rightfully shocked by is Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't understand if you start a season one and seven and then go eight and seven. I believe that's about as good a job as you can do in turning around a team. And look, by all accounts, this dude, Brian Flores, is going to be without a job for five minutes. But who's making that decision and why? If you fire a guy and he's the most wanted guy out there after that, is that not the wrong decision? It's a completely insane decision. And I guess apparently the reports are that he and the GM don't get along. Remember, they're the stupid people who drafted him to a, instead of Herbert. Okay, he's just working with what he's got. And he built this incredible defense that has this ability to beat the friggin Patriots, which should keep your job forever. As far as I'm concerned, you do that a couple times a year. It doesn't matter what else you do. I have no idea what they're thinking. And and we can just point out the obvious young African-American coaches with winning records who players like. This league seems to have a hard time finding. I don't know why they can't seem to find these guys. And here he is. With Belichick pedigree. It doesn't make any sense. It's almost, Gabe, as though they're not looking hard enough. Almost. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's almost like that could be the case. No, I I, I find, to me, the story of the Dolphins starting the way they did and finishing the way they did is, is, that's like a Hollywood-esque sort of story. And all of that has to be, not all of it, obviously the players are a part of it, but like, that's a coaching thing. That's a rallying around a message that's being given to you. Everybody mm-hmm. buying in and turning the ship around full. And I, I I don't know. I think the GM should also realize you're next, dude. Like you just fired a guy that will probably be hired before we finish taping this podcast. That's not a good look at all. You want to fire someone that nobody else wants. That's how you know it's time to fire them. Not, oh, he's about to be the hottest commodity out there stupid yeah a guy like joe judge that's who you want to fire (laughs) to send us a message to your team it it makes no sense i you know joe thomas uh who we love who has this incredible career and now an analyst made a good point um on another show he was talking about the idea that stephen ross the owner of the dolphins made his money largely in real estate and in business in real estate Everyone in in your competition set can have a good year, right? Like the market's good. The guy down the street who's my competitor, he can earn a billion dollars this year too. It doesn't work that way in football. It's a zero-sum game, obviously. And so he's thinking like, why aren't we succeeding more? It's like, no, man, you had a winning year with a bad team because your coach is pretty damn good at this. You did great, but he doesn't see it that way. Which is Anyways, that will that will be one of those things that turns around and bites you in the butt. That's happening. The other big thing that happened yesterday, and if you're a gambler, uh, this one was stupid. Oh, well, Green Bay was a bit of a thing for gamblers too, but the Colts. You had one job, one job to not lose, and you were given a gimme. Your last game of the season was a gimme, seemingly, and you managed not only to lose – but to be embarrassed. And the best tweet I saw was, this is what happens when you boo Andrew Luck. Somebody has been sitting on Andrew <laughs> Luck pain for this long to turn around and turn it into a karma story. Um, that to me was a debacle. My favorite part of yesterday is shout out to Scott Hansen, who must have had 
8,000 beautiful mind pieces of paper all over his desk because every five minutes scenarios were switching around. If this happens, this happens, this happens. They could be five, six, four, eight, seven, one, three. And I'm just sitting there going, I already knew he was great at his job, but yesterday was a true test because the scenario situation was a billion and he nailed it every single time. I still woke up this morning confused, but at least we now know what's happening. Um, yeah, and that is my, that's my Sunday football. What, is, what stood out for you guys? What was your favorite part? Other than last night rooting for a tie, which felt yeah, that's, insane. That's life Also, it was obviously. so late. Like I, I love living in New York, but sports did not want me to go to sleep last night. No. I just, so brutal. That's the worst part about the East Coast, is the sports. The worst. It's the best part about the West Coast is the sports. <laughs> Fact. I uh, I was up very late, and yet Paige somehow was up much, much later. She was texting me. when I, I was like an hour past my bedtime, and we were still texting about all of this. So God, I don't know if she's slept yet. Um, no, I'd just like to point tired. out a couple oddities about that Colts game. One, the okay. Jags won. Good on them. But because the Lions also beat the Packers, great on them. Crazy. The Jags still get the number one pick. So they did, yep. They got the double dip and adding insult to injury for the Colts, who for some dumb reason traded for Carson Wentz. That guy stinks. They gave up their first round pick. So the Eagles, who did get into the playoffs, have the Colts' first round pick. It's like karma did a lot of wonderful things for us yesterday. That's And, th- and by the way, just in that scenario alone, that was four different things that depended on seven other things for all of that to come to fruition. Yesterday was just a a brain F if there ever was one in my entire life. Um, I know there's going to be discussion because it's obviously the first longer season in the books now. And did we like it? Is it going to last? Are we going to go back? Yada, yada, yada. TJ Watt and the Michael Strahan record. People are now going to have this discussion. Does it count to tie a record and or eventually beat something? Because that's what's going to happen next. If you have one more game in which to do it, um, to me, this is a logical argument. It it will have an asterisk, right? Like any other, like the 1999 season, I know people want to give that an asterisk. The bubble season in the NBA, an asterisk. Like I feel like when you talk about records from here on out, don't you have to say, well, that was since the addition of the extra game? I think. I don't think yeah. it's an asterisk. It's what? Because the rules change throughout the course of the sport. I think it's just like you know that from this point forward, et cetera. So there have been many rule changes that have probably affected different Yeah, but you have a whole nother records. game. Like an entirely brand new set of hours in which to do something. Yeah. Well, in, in, ten, in five years when we're talking about the 18th and 19th games, Oof. I'm sure that will come up again, right? Like oh, the, there's no way we're going back. And if anything, we're going forward. <laughs> I think it's going to count for a while. I think we're going to talk about it for a while until it is, until, like you said, it becomes normal again. But I, at first, it's like if you're Strahan this morning, aren't you kind of like, yeah, but mm, does it count? Well, but then these, the, there's the argument that he missed games mm. with injuries. That's so fair. Technically, I, that, that argument I don't like buy 15. because that's your job to stay out on the field. The fact that you didn't get to play mm-hmm. doesn't, that doesn't work in your favor with these records. Like, sorry, dude, stay healthier. But, <laughs> sorry. Dude. But also, Strahan set the record because guys from pre- previous generations didn't get credit for sacks when they, you know, tackled a quarterback behind the line of scrimmage. It just wasn't called that then. So here's here's the way I would put okay. it. Okay. Um, Beetle, we were working around each other a lot when the Patriots uh, mm-hmm. went for that perfect season, right? And all we mm-hmm. kept talking about was 
the 72 Dolphins, right? We kept hearing comparisons to the 72 Dolphins and their perfect season, and that's all that ever came up. You know how many regular season games the 72 Dolphins won? 14. They went 14-0. There you go. Because they didn't have to play 16 games. Maybe they would have lost a game or two in those extra two games. So these records, like, they're fluid. It does. Like Beatle said, it just keeps evolving. No, that's Paige. I said it. I was going to say, thank you for making my point, Gabe. I was going to say, I kind of was old school. I guess you're right. Everything evolves. It's just maybe because it's so fresh and so, like, in three years, it won't. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll think about it anymore because like you said, it'll be a completely different schedule and there will be a generation of kids who didn't know that there used to be a 16 game or a 14 game, 14 game season. My goodness. People must have yeah. been miserable. <laughs> what did they what, do? What the hell were they doing those other two weeks there? What did they do? Watch the Golden Globes? Come on. Okay. Well, that happened last night, by the way. No one. It wasn't televised. Uh, I don't even know if it was streaming, to be honest. I only I saw it on so. Twitter and I only care because the old dude from Squid Game won and that's awesome. And that's oh, all that we really care about. Yeah, he's like the first Korean. Incredible. He also was like 70-something. I should say was. He is 70-something. The only non-football thing, non-Golden Globe thing that happened yesterday that I was super stoked about so much so that I put an alarm in my phone to remind myself to turn it on was the return of Clay Thompson to the basketball court. Uh, I don't remember, and granted, I have a very short-term memory situation. I don't remember a player who was on a team that I don't root for um, that I cared so much about and was so happy to see return. And I, I am very much, I think in the majority of people when I say that, because across the board, whether you fan of the Warriors or not, I, I've never seen so many people take joy in a player's return. And that says a lot about who Clay Thompson is, how we view Clay Thompson and how he's carried himself so far in this league. And it was worth it. It was worth it. Draymond Green, so much so, knowing he wasn't going to play last night, still dressed, still started the game, stayed in for like 10 seconds, and left. <laughs> Which is it was awesome. Kind of awesome. Because he said, after you know two years without my friend, I need to at least be out there for when he returns. It's awesome. And everybody wore his jersey to, to the arena. And I, yeah, I, I, it's, it must be nice to be Clay Thompson, to feel so loved like he was yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big so fan much. of people like getting their flowers when they're alive and like having people tell them what they mean to them but the video of him sitting on the bench as the fans are going crazy before he's about to run out that is that is good that is sports that is goosebumps yeah. that is the best thing that anyone will ever see I'm kind of sad that it was yesterday and not like Tuesday Today? Yeah, yeah I, not even today I think college national championship maybe overshadows that a little bit still I maybe. forgot that was still happening yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like Tuesday would have been nice because um, I think it got a little overlooked, which is bummer. Tuesday would have been nice. How dare he return yesterday? You stupid ass. I know. He's waited 941 <laughs> days. Let's just make it 943. I mean, 941. I think I was like at him. his last game, by the way. Put it that way. I was at oh, his wow. last game. That's how long ago his last game was. That's insane to me. I, uh, I think you like him, Beetle, because deep down he feels like a spur because he's so Interesting. boring. Like What? He just does the job. It's like... You think Clay Thompson's per- Are we talking about the same player? Yes. We're talking about the, the guy boring. on a boat with his bulldog, Rocco. No. Look, we can all Dude. be happy he's back and are he's healthy. Are you ready a fever? I know you have COVID. He's so boring. Clay By the way, this is one of the symptoms. one interesting thing about him. Um, he's he funny. He doesn't even dribble. 
He doesn't dribble. He just shoots. That's all he does. Do you need him to dribble for it to be better? Is that what makes basketball for you? Does it make him less effective? I've never seen him dunk. I've never I've never heard him talk. What? He dunked I don't know anything night. about him. He dunked last night. I didn't see him. And then I have to tell you, when he was coming down, I like held my breath a little bit. I, right. I've been worried the whole time. I was like, I wonder if he thinks about it. One false. Step. I don't know how injuries and in athletes work, but when you've missed that long, I wonder if there's a, any part of his brain that's like, because I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a mother. I'm like, okay, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. Well, I have to think that after 941 days, he's probably spent the time oh. to like really get it right. So he's probably been so. playing at like game speed, quote unquote. For a while Gabe, now. you're an idiot. First of all, that's like okay. that's not he's not boring. And by the way, neither are the Spurs. Thank you very much for perpetuating that well. stupid narrative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if boring gets the job done, but here we are with five. I think players. Clay, is, Clay is too fun to be on the Spurs. Sorry if we're going with the Spurs or boring narrative. Well, he's a little more Hollywood than I think Spurs yeah. have ever been, like ever. But um, I think what people like most about him is like he just he clearly is just having the best time. He's like right. a kid on the basketball court, which is infectious and why his teammates want to play with him, why everyone across the NBA was so excited for him to come back cuz he just I mean there was even a shot of Kevin Love looking over better. there like <gasps> Yeah, exactly. It was kind of cute actually. It was kind of funny to me. Gabe, I don't know what your problem. I don't think I've ever heard anyone like hate on Clay Thompson. I'm not ever. hating on him. He's incredible. He's great. He's Gabe hates him. We know that. I, I, I like him the same way I like people like Manu Ginobili. Like, good for you, man. You're great at playing basketball. What? I don't know anything else about you. What else do you do? He rides on boats and dates hot actresses and lives his best life. What else do you need him to do? He's living life. Okay. Hey, I mean, you know, I, I'm not rooting against the guy. I, I meant it Barely as a compliment. Are. I meant it as a compliment that he is mm-hmm. just about the job. And here he is back doing it. And he's going to win another ring. He's like a surefire Hall of Famer. He's he's had an incredible career. He's just not interesting. And on that note, let's take a quick break so we can fire <laughs> Gabe and then come up and see if we found it. I, I don't know what else I missed. We'll find out when we get back. All right, welcome back to a Monday edition of uh, What Did I Miss? A little foggy-brained right now, but we're getting through it, and that's all that matters. Um, I can't believe I missed anything else, but somehow, some way, all every week I do. So, guys, what else did I miss? Paige, you going first? Oh, I can. Sure, 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 sure. I'll go <laughs> first. You were just my bad. Like <laughs> I thought I was banned from talking after my clay. No, we. I, I had a few minutes to think about it. I'm just going to ignore you when you say dumb things because I know you're sick. Okay, well, get ready. Yeah. That's about to be the whole segment. <laughs> Gabe hates fun. Gabe hates fun. Okay, so fun. what did you miss? Um, very important. I think it's important for this show, actually. But okay. on the Manning cast, um, after this weekend uh, with the Packers loss, it is official mm-hmm. that the Manning cast curse is undeniable, undefeated, 100% real, uh, all actor players who appeared on the show lost the following week. Uh, Every once, single one. You know, the Packers lost. Yeah, so Every I would like to one. maybe propose to you that our show, this show, your show, What Did I Miss, maybe is like the antidote to the Manning curse. So if players come on our show, they are guaranteed to win. What do they you are not guaranteed to win because I am a bad luck human being. Oh and boy. so I will never, ever offer my services as any sort of good luck charm to anyone. Fact. I don't want you that don't think you could be a reverse jinx? No, I don't want that smoke, son. No, I'm not a reverse jinx. I am bad luck. 
I've never been good luck. Uh, I am not good at, like, if it's a 50-50 chance at something, I will get it wrong. Like, you don't want a part of this. You do not want hmm. any part of this. Uh, none. I promise. Okay. But I do love, I do love that the Manning cast curse is 1,000% scientifically irrefutable now. And I also remember thinking when Aaron Rodgers went on that final week, like, huh, why is he doing this? And here we are. It still works. Even though it didn't matter for them necessarily, it still works. It's all that matters. Science. You're saying you think Aaron Rodgers believes he can outsmart science? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. I believe he thinks that. Yes, I do. (laughs) Next. Okay. Good job, Manning boys. All right. Tom Brady. Uh, speaking of a guy who's been on the Manning cast, Tom Brady refused to come out of the game on Sunday so that he could help guarantee his boy Gronk his bonus money, throwing bonus. him all kinds of passes. Yep, there, yes. there's incentives in all these contracts. The big star players get paid a whole lot extra if they meet certain goals. He wanted to make sure Gronk got to his goals, throw him some extra balls, earn him some extra bucks. Uh, Beetle, is there anyone on earth you would do this for? Balls and books. Uh, yeah, of course. Because here's the thing. It's a twofold win, right? On the one hand, it's your friend. And so it's no skin off your nose. It's not like they're taking money from you to give to him. Right. So everybody wins. And secondly, anytime you can stick it to the man and mm. take more money out of the man's pocket, I think we all win. As Americans, as consumers, as just pawns in the capitalist game that is our lives. Yeah, I'm all in on this. It would be worse. Imagine if it was more like, eh, he didn't care and he just left. Because we're talking what? Like It was like uh, like 1.5 or something, right? When it was all said and done, it was like three extra ones. So yeah, I, I forget him, what that uh, was. I think it was two. Orders. The oh, third, it's two? Yeah, okay, the yeah. Third one, yeah, the third one, I think he would have had, got, had to gotten like three more touchdown passes in one game, which seems... I mean, that's, yeah, that would have been a little more difficult. I I love it. I do think, um, again, there's no lose in it for Brady. Uh, Unless he stayed in and got hurt, and that would have been obviously awful. But there's no lose, and that is his guy, and 1,000% love it. And I would do it for almost everyone I've ever worked with. (laughs) Almost? Yeah, almost. There's at least four people I would not even begin to try and do it for. About four. (laughs) By the way. They were not missing Antonio Brown in the slightest, just for the Wait, record. what? That yeah, doesn't that doesn't sound right. I feel like they need him, right? I thought they needed him. He, it's a good Sagui so. though. It's a good oh, Sagui. Okay, Michelle, <laughs> pop quiz, pop quiz. God. Who asked, quote, could I have a moment of silence for Antonio Brown, one of the greatest football players of all time, end quote, late last week? I, Who said it? I hate that I even know this. But what I hate more is that I even watched it for more than three seconds. And it would be Antonio Brown himself. Antonio Brown himself third-personed a moment of silence for himself on some podcast, a podcast that did zero, zero help for any argument that seems like he wants to get any help. And on top of that, I don't know if you guys saw yesterday, but he was in the streets of Manhattan in the Diamond District taping a music video for that crap-ass song that he put on the old social media last week when he was waiting outside for an Uber. Like... He's on the back of a DoorDash delivery bicycle. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I know enough to know I don't care. And I really, really hope, even though I know it won't be, that this is the last we hear of Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, can I get well, a moment aside? What is wrong with you, dude? Don't, you know what? Don't answer that. The list is long. As Antonio said right after he said that, thank you. 
I'd just like to spend about 15 more seconds unpacking oh, this. Gosh. I watched that video on loop for like a full five minutes by myself uh, when I saw it. <laughs> There's a couple things I want the listeners and viewers to, to go back and watch. Oh, I know. Again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Point number one. He, he does this about himself. And he still qualifies it as one of the greatest football players of all time. Don't know why he didn't just go all the way greatest football player of all time. Well, he's humble, A. Fair enough. (laughs) Self-awareness. But the real real genius of this clip, and I, I don't know whether this man was in on the joke or not, but you'll see there's this round table of people interviewing Antonio. And when Antonio makes this request that we have a moment of silence for himself, one of the hosts of the show... (laughs) Calmly takes off his hat and bows his head in oh my <laughs> in accordance with Antonio's request. It is incredible. The guy in red, watch the video, watch only him when you rewatch it. He's a genius. It's why do you want him, why are you trying to make me rewatch this video? God, it is really funny. perfect. You're right. I got nowhere else to go and nowhere else to be. So I might as well rewatch that video. But I think what even makes that funnier, Gabe, is that he like takes off the hat to like go, but then it's immediately when Antonio just goes, thank you. And he's just like, okay. (laughs) But and then he gives him like a little, like a little hand wave. Like you got it, pal. You earned that. Yep. Uh, Yep. You did earn that, bud. You earned it. God bless. Oh, Um, what else? All right. Here's one you might've missed. Um, No one knows how to say it. Terrell, Terrell, even those guys can't figure it out sometimes. (laughs) Uh, let's go with Terrell Suggs, uh, made a big sure. entrance as the Batman villain Bane mm, at the Ravens Steelers game, but he was in Baltimore. So he was sort of trying to troll the Steelers cause the whole Bane reference, y- you get it. Um, it was a must win situation for the Ravens that they lost. Yep. Is it his fault? They lost. Did he jinx them with this Bane stuff? <laughs> Is it his fault? No, the Baltimore Ravens have been a, uh, an up and down roller coaster ride all season long. And, that game was again like it was just fun football like this was a fun weekend of football and I, my only concern is that the playoffs will pale in comparison but no as much as i'd like to blame Suggs just for random stuff i guess I, no i don't think it was his fault i think that team underachieved in a lot of games this season period and that's somebody who had lamar jackson on her fantasy football team can mm. i get a moment of silence for that please Thank yeah, he, he got a bit exposed. And Harbaugh <laughs> was going to be coach of the year until I don't think he is anymore. Until he wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, I actually no. think the dude in, in Oakland might might get some votes, might get it. He's going to lose You mean Las Vegas? Home. Yes, I've done that 17 times this weekend. 17 I'm times. That. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I literally did it all weekend long. And I, I, one day it'll be okay. And I actually agree with you. Given the season that was in Vegas, like the fact that that thing's not only still on the rails, but going to the playoffs is... It's pretty remarkable. I'm sure they'll fire him, though, because, you know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's what I mean, happens. They'll do something do. dumb, I'm sure, to screw up their franchise further. Yeah, 100%. What else? What else? There's no Segui here, so we're just going to go for it. Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals tight end CJ Uzama revealed that he listens to Mulan's I'll Make a Man Out of You before every game. Is this the best pregame hype song you've ever heard? Okay, so I don't have children, and I've never seen Mulan. What? Um, no, why why would I see Mulan? It's a great it's a cinematic adventure. Okay, that's what probably not true. Uh Gabe, how does this song go? I have no idea. I've also not seen Mulan. My kids what, are. What you ready have for children. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm totally a, I'm a Moana guy. And so the answer is the rocks. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is the wrong answer. Uh, Paige, how does Al make a man out of Mulan? you? Though? No, I know what it wow. is. I, I know what the person, the character looks like. I know she's a strong woman in the Disney universe. Um, but that's all. And why I is it? I'll make a man out of you. Isn't that like not allowed anymore? It's kind of hot. Well, in How's the go? movie, she uh, is training and she is disguised as a man. So they don't know. So like the whole premise is like, I'll make a man out of you because she wants to be a fighter because she volunteered. So her old father didn't have to go to represent her family. That makes sense. To defeat the Huns. That makes sense. So what we're mm-hmm. saying is he's a feminist. I think so. I think that's exactly what you can extrapolate here. That's exactly what I'm going to take from all of this. Mm-hmm. Two that best is a Disney song. songs, I'll tell you right now. Olaf's Summer from Frozen. Never saw Awesome. It. Funniest, funniest Disney song there is. And Thank You by Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Maui. The verse in that is a banger. Go get it. Uh, pump all the way to you can to The go Rock get it. Maui. Yeah, I just said all the terms. That's what they say on TikTok. A banger and go get it. It slaps. It slaps. But those are newer Disney songs. What I'm realizing is that Michelle, No Kids, also probably not that age. I know Beauty and the Beast songs. Okay. So this is that were sung by inanimate objects. Okay. Which I like. Circle of Life. Put our service to the test. Yeah. What? And then uh, Under the Sea. That that's a good one. Um, obviously Lion King is all Elton John can't go wrong of course but yeah I feel like I'm missing out on some big ones yeah I don't know the new generation guys and you know what I'm not gonna apologize for that so get off my back I'm nearly 50 there's a a middle ground here because Gabe's kids are really little so he's talking about Frozen and Moana but there's like this middle subset that apparently is for me yeah as a 34 year old yeah and I only know what I know it's not my fault taking a break, coming back, wrapping things up on this COVID Monday. We're back to wrap things up. Uh, it's been an eventful weekend uh, on this Monday. We drink a lot. We're going to stay hydrated, right, Gabe? We're going to stay hydrated. You're going to sleep Got as to. much as you can, rest, isolate, all that good stuff. Um, I, I just want to, we have a phone number now, so I do want to make sure we put this out there. It's 631 631- Three nine seven zero four zero three. That's like a real phone number. It's not a five 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 six three one three nine seven zero four zero three. Voicemails, text, Richard picks, whatever you know, whatever gets your rocks off. Um, I also just want to say one thing before we close it out is that Bob Saget died yesterday. Um, I was only around him a couple times in my days in the entertainment world. Um, you can tell a lot about a person by the outpouring of sentiment and feeling when they pass. And I think the way Paige you referenced at the beginning of the show, I think he was a man that people told how they felt about him while he was alive. And I think he did the same thing for them. It was a little shocking. He was only 65 and seemingly having this brand new touring chapter like he was 26 again. But if you haven't seen The Aristocrats and you are of age to do so, might I suggest you watch that today? And if you can't watch the entire thing, then just Google Bob Saget's seven minute and 30 second version of his telling of the joke, The Aristocrats, and you will thank me later. Ta-da! We'll see you guys later this week. We'll have Amin Al-Hassan on. Guys, thank you as always, and let's get some sleep. Bow, bow, bow.